Hey, we just want to welcome everyone to Gracemont Podcast number 11. So we have gone past the 10 tester phase and we are into, we're legit now. I think it's official from 11 on, we are legit podcasters. So we want to welcome you to Gracemont and I'm going to introduce our song and it goes like this. Grace Mon, Grace Mon, Grace Mon, Grace Mon, Grace Mon. I think you nailed it. Woo. Yeah. Yay! All right. So, and then, so what do we do now? I can't remember. <laughs> so what we do now <laughs> is we say, we say, uh, how was your week or two weeks? Oh yeah. Yeah, week's been, week was good. It was good. Life's good, man. You know, it just goes from good to not quite as good and good. I honestly have no problems. I can't honestly think of any problems I have. Your mom didn't cause you any problems when she came to visit? Yeah, she's stressful. I love her. She stresses me out. But I mean, I can't think of anything like, I'd like to be taller. I'd like to have more money. Uh, be better looking. But other than that, it's not like problems, you know? Right. It's just like, life's good. So, have I'm employed. Yeah. No, life is good. I'm blessed. I really am. How about you? Yeah, it was good. Had a good uh, time in Maui. And uh, it rained a lot. And we had to move out of our condo and stay in a, a lesser place Gosh. for about three days. And I have yet to find anybody that feels sorry for me. (laughs) Thanks for trying. That that, that must have been horrible. It was terrible. Gosh, how did you manage? (laughs) We got through somehow. So while we were there, there's a guy there that uh, you could Google him. He comes up on, there's a little string on Reddit about him. He, uh, he, He holds up a sign that says, I am Jesus. Right. And I, uh. Since the last time, he's been there for, I don't know, three, four years. Last time I was there, since the last time I was there, he has written diagonally between I am and Jesus. In smaller letters, letters, it says literally. So I am literally Jesus. So I guess people didn't believe him that he was Jesus before, but now they do. Right, because Um, he wrote literally. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just, I am so intrigued by that. I would just... I mean, it could be like eight minutes into the conversation, I go, okay, I need to get out of here. But I don't know, is he, what's going on there, you know? Like, what is he, what is he about, so? Well, he's, he's Jesus. Yeah? Yeah. Does he, does he really think he's Jesus, or or is he going to be crucified? I mean, I would ask all those questions. Well, he says he's Jesus. Yeah. Right. And, you know. I don't know. In his own mind, he is. But I don't well, know. I thought about asking him to be on the podcast, but my wife yeah. would never let me stop and talk to him. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I would even, next time you go, I would kind of expect a video. Like, hey, man, can I video you and me just here for about four minutes? And just let me ask you your question. And just, I think it'd be fun. Just interview him? Yeah. No, yeah. no telling what his journey has been. Like he probably went from like Jerusalem to Nazareth and oh yeah, vice versa. And that would be that would be like he's he's obviously not clear in his head, 
but I kind of give you the bit of the doubt and say, tell me what, tell me what that means. Obviously, you're it's pithy. I would call that pithy. That's one of those signs that like you look at and go, you can't just immediately look away and go, yeah, whatever. You, you go like, okay, what are you about? What's this about? And I would, I would, I would bite. I'd be like, okay, tell me about it. And here again, eight, 10 minutes, I may be like, I'm out of here. Or I might be like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. So, so you had a good time. We had a good time. And tonight we have some exciting, exciting topics that we're going to cover. Yes. Why don't you read off yours first? Okay. So I have a theory on what it means to take a bite of the apple, and it's kind of synonymous with uh, what happened in the Garden of Eden. And then I also, gosh, I lost my deal. Um, I also wanted to talk about, oh, in chapter 6, there's a verse of Scripture that says that uh, there were people from... You're um, talking Genesis. Genesis 6. Yes, okay. Yes. Okay, this would puck it. I'm back to it. They said, The sons of God saw that the daughters of man were beautiful. And I just, I have some thoughts about that. So I thought that I'd throw that out. And then I also have some thoughts about in Rome when Constantine, uh, when he accepted Christianity in Rome. And I saw a documentary on that. It was kind of interesting, so I was just going to throw out some ideas about that to kick around a little bit. And then you also had three or four riveting uh, <laughs> topics that you wanted to bring up, and I think they're all very interesting, so I'll let you introduce those. Okay. Number one. Okay. <clears throat> Do you ever argue with devout Christians, and why? What's the point? Right. And number two, the adulterous woman that John talks about that Jesus saved from being stoned. Right. Why, why do they never talk about the dude? But they weren't going to stone him. What's right. up with that? Yeah. And the bill for recreational marijuana in Oklahoma did not pass. Right. Yesterday. And I want to get your thoughts on that. Okay. Okay. So let's start with your questions. Okay, so one of the things I remember in the Garden of Eden, um, as you may remember, and if any Christian, even people who aren't Christian probably know the story of Adam and Eve. They lived in the Garden of Eden, and they said you can eat of anything in this garden except uh, fruit from the tree of good and evil. And when you would eat that apple, uh, you you would you would know the difference between good and evil and uh, it would be disobeying God and you would be expelled from the garden so as the story goes a serpent came up and uh, deceived Eve and said oh you need to eat that apple she did uh, the scales fell off her eyes she was knew that they were naked God came look for them said where are you they said, uh, we hid because we're naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? Did you eat from the tree? And they said, yes, we did. And they got kicked out of the garden. So I was like, what does all that mean? So I thought, you know, I wonder where that myth came from. But I think all through our lives, we eat of that apple of good and evil. And and I and that what I'm 
talking about is like when I was a kid and I believed in Santa Claus and it was like I was five years old and my dad handed me the apple and he said I need you to take a bite of this and basically he said Santa doesn't exist and the scales fell off my eyes and I realized that the garden that I was living in, you know, that Santa was watching me and he comes down the chimney and it was so exciting and so fun. I loved it that I took a bite of that apple and, and I could never go back. I could never believe in Santa Claus again. And I think that kind of happened with the Tooth Fairy and uh, Easter Bunny and all that stuff. But I even think through life, there's a, uh, there's kind of like, you know, mom and dad are the coolest ever and but sometimes when you're maybe you're 12 or 13 you have to bite that apple and you realize that dad's got some problems man he's not perfect and and i just think all through life we're kind of oh in a situation where we have to take a bite of that apple and go beyond and you can't go back right i want to live where dad is perfect he's the coolest guy in the world or, or my church is wonderful and everybody the pastor is probably just i mean he just probably walks with god every day but you learn right that uh, that's not necessarily true and so here's the here's the uh here's the kicker for me and you don't agree with this but for me the apple is that if you take the body of the apple and you go there there is no god and there is no purpose I want to believe there's purpose. I want to believe that Grandma got sick because God had some divine, divine reason behind that. But I've kind of come to the conclusion that it just is. It's not really good or bad. It's just life is just life. When I have a car wreck, it's not because there's some divine meaning in it. It's just chance, and it's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I wish I could go back and say, my life has meaning. So that is my topic. And so I'm going to hand it to you and see if you think what you think about that. Okay. Well, I'm going to quote Bruce Springsteen on this. Okay. All right. His song, Pink Cadillac. Yeah. Okay. He said, they say Eve tempted Adam with an apple, but man, yeah. I ain't going for that. Yeah. I know it was her pink Cadillac. Oh. Fresh velvet seats, riding, riding in the back, oozing down the street. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with your topic. Oh, it kind of does. But anyway, so the, with the, the apple was always, you know, a, a metaphor for sex, I think. And we weren't supposed oh. to. We weren't supposed to partake of oh. that apple, you know. So, and then the pink Cadillac is well, that, that was Bruce Springsteen's metaphor for sex. Yeah, yeah, right. And so you kind of think that the apple was was sexual. There's kind of a sexual deal there going on. Yeah, that's that's what I think. But anyway, well. I, I do like your what you were saying about the apple. I've never thought of it like that because you do. You take a bite of the apple and you have knowledge of it, and you can never unbite it. 
Right. And all through your life, you take more and more bites of the apple. Right. First it was Santa Claus, and then it was. Yeah. Yeah, your your dad being a turd sometimes or whatever. Yeah, right or whatever. Yeah. And more and more knowledge, and and that's it's growing up, which. Which is, uh, you know, not always that fun. Yeah, right. I kind of want to go back to something you said that kind of struck me as it rang true. Is when I think about Adam and Eve, there's something very sexual about that story, right? I mean, all the pictures is this beautiful naked woman and this naked guy. And there's just something very... There's a lot of sexual overtones with that with that story, and so I never had really thought about that. But you, you know, I mean, sometimes the the woman has her hair covering her breast and her whatever, and the guy same deal. He has a fig leaf, right? Yeah. But there is something very like uh, it's got to be itchy too. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, and then in the Sistine Chapel, which you probably know the story. When uh, who was it painted the ceiling in the Sistine Chapel? Michelangelo. Uh, Michelangelo. He painted all their like genitals, and then the story goes the way we were told the story. Like several hundred years later or something, they had somebody come in and paint fig leaves all over those guys, because you know there was that difference of like. Um, so maybe that's where the fig leaf came from. You know, the garden. Like, so then in the. Well, or the pictures of it. Oh, well, the pictures of Adam and Eve in the newer versions of the Bible, Adam always has a fig leaf because maybe that they, you know, the guy who painted the top of the Sistine Chapel, they thought, hey, that's a good idea. Then we could show Adam and Eve. You know, and another thing that I, that trip to Italy we took was just so amazing. And we went into that one church, I think it was on Amalfi Coast. And I can't remember if it was you. Or something I read said this these pictures were their Bible because they couldn't read, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I never connected that. I and and it, it was one of those <laughs> moments, you know, and all the stained glass windows and all the paintings and all that was their that's how they related those stories. And all the way around the room it went like, Okay, this is the Garden of Eden, this is Moses, this is Abraham. This is Jesus. This is the crucifixion. It was just kind of interesting. So yeah, that's that picture tells a thousand right. words, right? Right, exactly. So I'll do one of my questions now. Very good. Right. Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> I know you like to talk religion, people. Yeah. But mm -hmm. is it any value to argue with someone who's a devout believer? Christianity, or any other religion for that matter, or a, a devout atheist, is is there any point in arguing with them? What do you think? Okay, so because I have an opinion, but I think the rule is, it's your question, and you have to give me some food for thought. I mean, even though I have I have a long story about that, but I want Hit you it. to go first. No, okay. You're supposed to go first. So, okay, I'm supposed to go first. So here's and it just it's it's funny that this happened. I love it. I love because I look at it like I'm trying. I'm studying human behavior here. Okay. All right. So on Monday, 
I was part of this program where I went to I went to the Waterford and there were students from UCO there. I volunteered as a professional. Then these MBA students set across and they did speed networking. And it was an exercise for them to kind of network. Long story short, I'm getting to the point. This just radiant, beautiful girl from India sets across the table for me. And I, I was a little bit embarrassed because I just, gosh, she's so beautiful. So I asked her, are you Hindu? And she said, yes. And so we struck up a conversation. We did our little networking thing and then six or eight other students came by and we all talked. But after it was over, I went back up to her and we talked for about 20 minutes. I could have talked to her for a lot longer, but she told me about cows were sacred she told me about the different gods they worshipped. And I, I looked at it as like a human behavior experiment. Tell me, why do you believe that? Knowing in my heart that I believe in talking snakes and donkeys and flying angels and devils running around pitchforks. I, you know, so I have no criticism of you, but I am fascinated by how you came to that belief and tell me and she was you know you go to the river and my body will be burned and I have bathed in that river and that's how I uh over in India they have some river they bathe in and they are forgiven of their sins and all of her ancestors have been they're cremated they have like a deal she has a god in her room that she prays to every day and she is devout now I think your question was like argue, you know, would I try to convince her, okay, look, that's not right. That would be, that would not be good, right? I mean, because obviously I'm going to become the devil in her mind. So, but I, I, I sometimes tell me about how, tell me about your faith, tell me about your religion. And I just, I don't know why it's just so interesting to me, but anyway, I may not have answered it exactly directly, but that's kind of one of my thoughts. Well, uh, I, I think basically I'm like you. I I think there's it makes no sense to try to convince them they're wrong. Like, so if you'd taken this girl and told her, okay, now you're wrong, because Jesus came to Earth and died for right. your sins and, and right. was resurrected on the third day, and all, she's going to yeah. just look at you like, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Now, now there's some people obviously get convinced by yeah. I mean because there's people who are Christian that become Muslim and people yeah. that are Hindu that become Christian, you know. Cuz they right. they're like there are like 100 million Christians in India. She but, mentioned that. Yeah. Yes. But that that's only, you know, uh like point Eight per, yeah, eight per, you know, it's like eight percent of the population. It, yeah, right. Yeah, but that's a lot. Anyway, right. Uh, but no, I I don't see any use in it. I don't do that. I don't try to convince them they're wrong. I I do like you do. I like I like to hear about. It. I like to understand. Uh, yeah. I like to understand religions from other parts of the world, and and I don't really want to hear that much from Christians because I've been hearing yeah. that all my life. 
Yeah, I've okay. pretty much figured out what I think about all that, but I'm certainly yeah. not going to try to convince them that they're wrong. Yeah, because uh, I see no profit in that. And, it's just, you know, it's like it's like teaching a. The old story is, don't try to teach a pig to dance. It wastes your time and it frustrates the pig. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a funny that's story, like, but it makes sense. Yeah. And to your point, I honestly. I think the more devout they are, the more interesting it is, kind of. You know, because I think, you, you've known, I can think of one guy in my head right now who's just, man, he just prayed. and He was so sincere and just loved the Lord. And I, sometimes I'm, I'm more interested, like, how do you get there, man? How do you, oh, even though I was there, I was there and maybe I know the answer. I've, I've never, I, never been there. Yeah, see, I have, man. Yeah. I have. So, but that's the guy that that the the general population will say. Well, that's the guy that ends up being the child molester, which is not yeah. really true. I don't think somebody who's a devout Christian is any more likely to be a child molester than an atheist is. But but there's become that uh, that uh, rumor or urban yeah. yeah urban legend in the in the public. Right. What's what's your next question? Okay, my next question is in Genesis 6, it talked about um, that like the sons of God saw that the women of earth were attractive uh, for like mating purposes. So, you know, I heard one of our pastors talk about that. I got it. I'm trying to get to that question. Um, and uh, Dr. Kirsch. I think it's okay to say his name, who's the pastor of Village Baptist Church. Sure. He, he he talked about that, and he said he literally thought that the sons of God, they were like angelic beings, came to earth and then mated with women. And, and But it, it doesn't go too much further than that. But the, the kind of the uh, interesting fact that I wanted to talk about was as I'm, I'm reading a book now, the myths of Rome, and I'm kind, of, and I've been watching other myths like in Greece, and uh, but it's very common in those religions to have deities have sex with humans, and have these uh, divine children. Demigods. And one of them is demigods. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And like Romulus and Remus apparently were the sons of either they said Mars. Or one of the other gods, sometimes they said in the myths. And then I think, okay, you know, that transferred to our religion. I, I just think I'm seeing that more and more of these old religions. I think a lot of people do. I know I did. I start from the Bible and I go forward. But what I haven't been doing and I've been doing recently is I take the Bible and I go backwards. And I'm beginning to see all these, like Buddha went into like this, you know, like Jesus went into uh, where he fasted and he was tempted by the devil. Well, that happened to Buddha like hundreds of years before Jesus. You know, so I see that kind of parallel, how they borrowed some of these myths from other religions and then made a whole new religion. And from what I understand, that's very common to do. In fact, this girl who I talked to who was from India, she said, well, we kind of have a kind of a blend, you know, of uh, all these different things. And so 
So that was my observation on that verse of scripture in the Bible. Uh, do you have any anything to add to that? I think that was whoever the final editor of the Bible was. Yeah. Okay. Didn't read back through it and make sure it all made sense together. Right. It's like oh 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 yeah we got it. Let's delete that. Yeah. That's what should have happened with that because that doesn't that's not consistent with the overall right. message that comes right. from the Bible. Yeah. That, they, that and God had other sons. Yeah. And so what you do is, which I learned to do for many years, was you make excuses, right? You apologize. Yeah. They call it apologetics. You apologize. You explain, well, yeah, but the reason that's in there, you know, the reason it says, Jesus said, love your neighbors yourself, but in the Old Testament, they went over and killed the Amalazites and the Perizzites and the Jebusites, and they, you know, just butchered them all up and everything. That's consistent. Yes, that's, yeah, okay. And here's why. Because the Lord is holy, and yeah, and you learn how to do that, right? You learn how to take all these bumps and, and you you smooth them out in your head and you explain them. And sure, that, you know, and in the New Testament says women aren't supposed to speak in the church or have any leadership positions, but they have leadership positions today and that's okay. And here's why. Because, and then you you learn how to do that stuff, right? You learn how to how to smooth that over in your own head and and it, and it makes it so fun, and that's why you come up with like 600 different religions in the United States that all use the Bible as their foundation, you know, because everybody has their own interpretation. of It's, it's kind of open season on however you want to interpret that is okay. As long as you care a lot, you're sincere, then it's okay, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, anyway, so there's that. There's whatever that was worth. Okay. It's worth a lot. Okay, you're next. You're next, right? Uh, my question? Yeah, or your comment or your right. well, subject. How about the adulterous woman in John who Jesus saved from being stoned? Yeah. I don't remember the exact. Right. But it's it's easy it's easy to find. And it's the one that appears in some texts and some that doesn't. Like somebody threw that in later just to show that Jesus was a good guy. It's kind of like in Hollywood. They call it the save the cat moment. Okay. You've got the I'm protagonist. Curious. Yeah. It's part, of, it's part of their cookbook for for movies. Is okay. you got the protagonist who's kind of a loser. You know, he's kind of a drunk yeah. and just lost yeah. his job and his mom uh -huh. hates him. And But there's a cat stuck in a tree. And he stops, climbs up, and gets yeah. the little kitten from the tree and brings it down and pets it and gives it right. some kibble and... It goes yeah. on. So that's the save the cat moment. So huh. I think that's that may have been what that was about. And I I do think that uh, it's a a big open uh, issue as to why they weren't going to stone the dude too. Right. Because it was like, oh well, my bad. You know, he was just like, oh my bad. You know. Yeah. He, he wasn't even in part of the conversation. Right. So my thought on that is, it's, I think it's kind of in line with your thoughts. So I saw this deal, I read about this deal the other day, that there was a time, oh, 
you know, around the time of Christ and before the time of Christ, they were talking about the role of children and women. Right. And the way they said, the way they framed this so we could understand it better was they said they would in this time the men of the government would come closer to believing that there's a community down the road where everyone there has human bodies and have the heads of donkeys they would be more inclined to believe that than they would to believe that women have the intelligence to lead or that their opinion matters. That was just the thought of that day. That's how they viewed women in that time. And I, I, I just suspect during the time of Jesus, you know, like uh, even in America, right? Women couldn't vote until what, the 30s or something? They just, they couldn't, because they were what? I suspect. They just weren't considered valuable. They just, and so I think that's, you know, because the dude is okay, because he's, man, he's a dude. You don't want to kill that guy. He's a, he's a man, but a woman, you know, or a child. I mean, they're just like, they're throwaway. They're, they're not to be taken seriously. And so, yeah, but that is a good point. You know, it's like, why didn't they go after the guy? I mean, apparently he got off. Apparently it's, it's all right for him to do that, but the woman was was singled out and persecuted, basically, right? Right. Yeah. I don't. I uh, I think Jesus should have mentioned that. He goes, "Oh, he should have said he should have had a by the way in there." And by the way, yeah, you're gonna stone her, stone the dude too. Right. Yeah. And maybe he said that, and it just got edited out. Well, or here's what is edited in. Remember he wrote in the sand? Yeah. And every pastor, every pastor has their own version of that, right? He wrote the names of the adulterers because they, I think they want it to be that. That's what they want to, and that's how they kind of, you know, rationalize that story. They, they, they put their own tagline on it, you know. I believe that Jesus wrote the names of the Pharisees and the Pharisees, and, and it, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, you're right. I I hear that a lot. You know, that's that, we uh, could ask we could ask Jesus of Maui what it was he actually wrote. We could. You know, you need yeah. to do that, man. What did yeah, you write I, in the sand? Next time I see him, I'll ask him what was it you so wrote there, in the sand. I bet he will know. He will have something he, to say about it. And he will say there was a bug in the sand, and I took a stick and I was trying to flick that <laughs> bug <laughs> away from my foot. <laughs> And the way the story's told, I wrote something in the sand, and I just went with it, you know? Who so knows? Actually, I sketched out the hand of a person with the thumb and the little finger sticking up and wrote, <laughs> hang loose, under it. And I was <laughs> yeah, the first yeah. one to coin that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hang loose. It's me. I did it. Yeah. I started that right. 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So you my third one. Another question. Yeah. Yes is uh so i saw this thing about okay you may remember and a lot of people in our audience may not be familiar with this but in rome uh for years and years they persecuted christians and then constantine came along and supposedly had a dream 
And in his dream, God said, you know, if you honor me, I will help you win this battle. And he won the battle, and that's where he then um, uh, decided that, you know what, I think Christ is real, and I want to honor him, and therefore I am going to stop persecuting Christians. I am going to um, establish the Roman Christian Church in Rome, and that's how all that started. So I brought all that up to say... Do you know, and I'm, hey, I got a quiz for you. I got a $1. If you answer this correct, you're going to win $1. Okay, okay, I'm ready. In Rome, he built an arch, Constantine did. Do you know where that's located? Probably Dude, downtown somewhere. It's right next <laughs> to the Colosseum. We stood next there the and took pictures. Constantine's you, arch? That's it. Yeah. That's his arch. That's what he built to honor. But here's 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 the kicker. They went up. There was a an archae, archaeological team who went up on that arch and because it's all fenced off and you can't really go up to it. And they filmed it and everything. And they said there is no mention of Christ or Christians on any part of that arch. Not only that, there's pagan gods all over that arch. Which makes you wonder, then why is the story told that that was his conversion moment? That was his conversion moment to Christianity. Why wouldn't they have a picture of Jesus or some, or, or the Jewish, whatever that is, you know, with the, all the candles in it. But there's nothing... And so their theory was, and I think it's probably pretty close to right, it's kind of like today when Obama or whoever says, you know what, we're going to legalize gay marriage. It's not because they really are convinced they're, they're doing something they think is going to be popular. And they had the theory that at that time, people were like, man, we can't just keep persecuting Christians. I mean, some of our soldiers are becoming Christians. I mean, and it, it's like, it's like, it's not that bad. And, and I mean, they're becoming really popular. And the more we persecute them, the more like we get feedback. So it's theorized that Constancy said, you know what? I think them Christians are okay. And everyone, went, oh, Constantine, yay. You know, his approval record went from, you know, 49 to like 62, you know, <laughs> during that time. And and I think that's probably closer to truth than the myth that we hear, right? That he had this dream and and that uh, that he became open to Christianity at that point. So that's my last subject. And you're welcome to add comment to that. Uh, I think best I can tell about Constantine is he, that was a political move on his part. Yeah. To uh, because the Christians had become so numerous and so powerful. They were, right. they were they were had a really strong lobby, right? And they, yeah, they lobbied him, and he decided he'd go ahead and become Christian. And that right. he had to uh, convince him to get behind him to move the capital to Istanbul. Yes, right. Which was at the the time called he called it Constantinople. Constantinople, Constantinople. Yeah, yeah. and it was right on the uh, road to the the Silk Road, right? 
Yeah. It was on, yeah, and where they, and which is quite, you know, advantageous to him and his his government role, so. Yeah, but yeah it all worked so, out. It worked out pretty good, didn't it? Until, until the, what was it, the Muslims came over and beat the shit out of them and <laughs> <laughs> turned it into well, Istanbul? <laughs> well, they, that all kind of came about because it, the, it later became known as, it was the kingdom or empire of Byzantium. Okay. And the, uh, and it was, you know, it was around 500 AD, I think, or what, well, maybe, no, it was maybe 350, I don't know, somewhere okay. in there that, that right. uh, Constantinople was founded. And then all the way up into the Crusades, it was the center of knowledge and arts and all oh, that stuff. Wow. It was wow. super wealthy. Yeah. But then the uh, the Pope sent talked to a bunch of people from Europe to into going and trying to take over Jerusalem, and uh, that annoyed the the Arabs and the Persians enough who were Islamic. It annoyed them okay. enough that uh, they ended up sacking. Byzantium and taking it over, and that's when it became Istanbul. Okay, and that's and it was when kind of a it, result of the a bad result of the Crusades. Okay, so the Crusades were Christians who went out and killed a bunch of Muslims, right? Yeah, they tried to take back the Middle East, basically in the name of Jesus. But they lost. Is that Quote. what you're saying? Ah, uh, they they captured, they held. Jerusalem for a hundred years probably and they were you know they had uh, strongholds there for a long time after that you know and there would be like yeah. uh, the Knights Templar you know they, they would have castles yeah. here and there but then and they yeah. eventually got pushed out I would I would I'd like to know more about that and someday I will hopefully because well, it's super interesting there's always more to know okay yes. so my third okay question what was uh oklahoma just you know when they okay. a couple of years ago when maybe like three four years ago now we passed medical marijuana it passed mm -hmm. with an overwhelming majority because the people yeah. had been duped into thinking it was actually going to help somebody <laughs> yeah right. but, but uh they voted yesterday that the recreational marijuana was on the ballot and they uh, turned it down, and the, the state did not pass the measure, which I, I was surprised because I figured that the people that were for it would be out in huge numbers and that the people who were against it would be like, eh. But it, it didn't pass, right? Yeah. So what are your thoughts? So I have two thoughts. One is, in some ways, I'm kind of glad because honestly, if they had passed, I'd probably tried it. I, it, I mean, I probably would have like my curiosity would have gotten the best of me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go try a little bit of it. So maybe, in some respects, I'm like, yeah, now that it's illegal, I probably just thought I'd don't fool with it. But then here's the question I have to you, and I, I think, I wonder if you might have some good thoughts on this. Is there any financial benefit of keeping 
it where you have to have a license to to get it right now you have to have a license you have to go to a doctor you have to get you know that medical license and then you can buy it i would because like your to your point right it it passed overwhelmingly and then now the recreational you would think people would go like yeah bring it on but it didn't and i wonder is there is it maybe some of the doctors said hey you know what i mean they they pay i don't know 150 bucks for their license and and there's tens of thousands of people who want it and if they let that become legal then i mean last year i made you know 1.6 million bucks just signing medical licenses for hundreds and hundreds of people i don't know i don't know i'm kind of speculating but as a physician i thought you know is there any do you have any thoughts on that uh i don't think that had any impact at all i don't think okay. i don't think very many doctors have made really much money off of it at all okay uh, all right mostly just the people because because you can you can go online now and get spend five minutes with a doctor online who go okay yeah what's what's your problem oh i got anxiety okay yeah, yeah here you go. i can't sleep i have pain yeah. whatever yeah i have stress but is it i don't know i got it in my head somewhere sorry that you had to pay for those licenses yeah it's like 70 bucks or something it's it's a nominal yeah. fee. That, that's uh, that's not enough to. Well, I mean, if you if you had an online shop where you did that all day long, you could make a decent living at it. But it's not. It's not. It's so not you, a great so cash you, cow. So you think? So you think that just people just said no? Or or here's the other side of it, maybe. It's probably someone who is 28 and below who really wants to, and they just don't vote. It's the, it's the senior, it's an off, it's an off calendar vote. It's not like a presidential election. It's not a midterm election. It's a local and probably those college kids forgot all about it. I forgot all about it, but it's, it's the, you know, 65 and up little blue haired Christian ladies who all got in line and said, you know, in the name of Jesus, we can't, allow this to plague our community you know you know whatever maybe that's what happened i don't know maybe that might be it i think the moms oh got out got out in force about Could it because be. yeah uh, there's plenty of evidence that un, you know young people that use a lot of marijuana right kind of dims their wits you know okay so it 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 uh, makes their development incomplete, and for sure, oh. you know we we've always heard it's not addicting. But I mean, you you've been a counselor in a drug yeah right uh, rehab place, and you've been in a drug rehab place, yeah. so you got to know that that's crap. You saw plenty of people in there that were stoners, and yeah. they're stoners for life unless they went to rehab. Yeah, because they you you'll talk to people and say, "Oh, I'm not addicted." Well, no. Neither, neither is a drunk down the road. He's right. not addicted. He can quit anytime he wants. But yeah. you don't quit. You keep using it, and you keep right. You keep spending all your money on it, and it uh, screws up your family, and it screws up your job. So that right. sure sounds like addiction to me. Yeah. I mean, well, I there are even... plenty of people. There are plenty of people who use it like alcohol. They just 
smoke a, a doob on the weekend and they're fine. Yeah, right. But there are also others that it uh, messes their lives up. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of gravitate toward habitual, you know, versus uh, addictive. It's like it's just it becomes habit forming. You know, you just and so you don't just don't feel right. Oh, and here's another thing. And you probably know this as a medical doctor, but I thought it was kind of fascinating. A thing called hemostasis, hemostasis. And and that means when you're to me, I, I could be saying this wrong, when your blood levels are all level. Right. And you feel normal. And so what happens with alcoholics is year after year after year after year, they're drinking, 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 and their body begins to, you know, level out, you know, to where that alcohol is. And my point is when they stop, they feel completely abnormal. It's like their body has, for years and years, has been adjusting for all that alcohol that now the alcohol has gone and they just feel really like I just don't feel like I'm myself or something. I just feel so odd and 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 so but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get the impression you're kind of okay that it didn't pass and I don't I don't know. I don't care I don't that know. much. I I figured it would I just assumed it would pass cuz cuz yeah. medical passed that much and I thought medical passed because everybody just wanted to be able to smoke dope if they wanted to. That's but exactly apparently why there were a lot was. of Well, I think yeah. there were a lot of people that thought it was actually uh, a good medicine for some people and it, it is as much that. as alcohol is i don't i just don't buy that the people really thought i don't know i could be wrong but i thought like you it's just they want to smoke dope and yeah and to me it was like there was nothing to think about here it's just like yeah they want to smoke dope and so which which Begs your question, why didn't it pass? You know, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I think if everybody or, in Oklahoma voted, it would have passed. Okay, so let me run this past you, and then I know we're going long. But as far as I remember, as I think back, didn't it take a lot of votes to finally get it passed as medical? Didn't they try it and it failed and tried it and it failed, tried it and it failed, and they just kept trying? Am I wrong about that? I don't remember. I think the first time it actually got on the ballot, I mean, they tried to get it on the ballot a lot, and it never did. Oh, when they yeah. finally got it on the ballot, it passed it overwhelmingly. Passed. Huh. Well, that that is curious, you know. Yeah. So, right, maybe it's the moms. Maybe it's the, it's the moms saying, I don't want my kids out there doing it. Even though, right, honestly, uh, John Luke, I mean, if you want dope, you're going to get It's like... You're 17. You say, "Hey, buddy, go. Can you go buy me a six pack?" Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Kid, you know. I mean, it's not like it's going to be hard to get anyway. But anyway. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got, John Luke. It was fun, man. Oh, and I have a friend. I need to talk to her more about that. But I told her, you know, give me a bio. I'll, I'll tell her give me a bio, and I told her we'll give her some questions to kind of help us guide her to what she wants to talk about. And, uh, and, uh, that, that might be kind of fun. So. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, I will see you next week. I can do this again next week. I don't have anything. Okay. Yeah. I'm good too. Tuesday or Wednesday's probably okay. Wednesday's probably best, but you just let me know. I can do either. Okay. This is Grace Mont, episode 11. I'm Apostle John Luke. And I'm Apostle Duke. We will see you next week. All right. Bye.